She licks my toes and, like, she's got a big tongue. She gets in between them. It's fucking weird. Ooh. Uh, first of all, we're talking about a dog. Everybody yes, that's fair. Okay, here we go. We're not, um, we know it's kink shaming here, but just to be yeah, clear, we're talking yeah, we're, about my dog. Yeah, we're, we're not, we're, I mean, hey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> whatever you want to lick. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, if you're not into feet fetishes, uh, welcome back to the Woods Cast. I am Justin. Uh, this is a podcast where uh, two brothers, at least we were told we were brothers, I uh, like to drink and shout into the void of the interwebs about the news and nerd shit and whatever comes to mind. Uh, with me, per the usual, is my younger brother, Shay. What's going on? Uh, not a lot. I am cold and snowy, but I'm a few beers in, so Hi. it's good to go. You can't, you can't argue with that, right? No. I was telling Shay no. before we started recording, I've had kind of a bad couple seven days, so I'm going to get real drunk tonight and go to work late. Um, uh, that's the way to do it. Uh, I want to finish off the, um, uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. That movie is hella fun, because whenever you can say, fuck it, time travel, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, we are recording this, what is it today? Monday the 17th. Monday, February 17th. Been, I don't know, about three or four weeks since we've done one of these. Uh, Shay and I are, are actually busy, believe it or not. And you guys don't pay us, so there you go. Um, I mean, it's it's in the air if anyone even listens. But right, no. First, first and foremost, I would like to say that all we will accept any money you send us, but we would prefer if um, Captain Morgan or what do you say, Left Hand, um, some yeah. alcohol institution that can send us large crates of booze. What's I'm not cast. I'm not opposed to White Claws. No laws in your sipping claws, baby. No laws in your sipping claws, and you know what? Uh, you can make those with goddamn about anything they, they taste. Yeah, good. you can. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, let's do the weekly numbers. It's been a while since we talked, Shay. Um, had a couple beers. I've had a couple beers. Um, we are in the 1,123rd day of the Trump administration, Shay, and it's been 615 days since the uh, Donald Trump has solved the North Korea nuclear crisis. Um, fun fact, uh, he has told everybody he doesn't want to meet with Kim Jong-un anymore because he realized he's just getting oh. played. Yeah, getting hosed, yeah. Yeah. Getting completely hosed. But, oh well, it's been 61 days since Donald Trump's been impeached. Um, it's been less than that since he's been acquitted. We'll talk about that here in a second. We've got 260 days till the next uh, presidential election, which is going to be a shit show. And it has been 3,402 days since George R.R. R. Martin's fat ass has written a book. So <laughs> I am reading Frank Herbert's Dune. I like it. What but I it is dense. You know what I hope happens in one of one of the one of the there's a there's a reality somewhere where for through some weird ass chance he listens to this podcast yeah. and the next he's going to release the next like five books all at once and each one's going to have a four. Just like, fuck Justin yeah. Woods. Fuck Justin Woods, right? <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah. 
Here, read my book (laughs) with your fucking rental property. I'll sit here in my mansion, you dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was listening to the Chapo Trap House guys. I think it was yesterday, whatever Paul they just put out. And they were talking about some guy. And, like, they're talking – I think he's a writer. And he's like, God, fuck that guy. He sucks so bad. And one of the like the producers are like, actually he he like tweets at us a lot. He listens to the show. He's like, oh he does good. All right, Chris, fuck you, Chris. And like, like a direct <laughs> message to one of their listeners, like, all right, cool. I guess you can do yeah, that if you know. Fuck you. I mean, it's your podcast. You can say whatever the hell you want. I guess. Oh yes, yeah. I was I was telling somebody the other day. They're like, you haven't done a podcast in a while. I was like, well, yeah, we've been super busy, and you know, it's not really our job. So like, there's not like a release schedule, like some of the best podcasts I like, like, so they'll go, you know, several weeks without putting out a podcast. And usually they're the kind of like, um, uh, paranoid strain does like, they, they're like once every month or so, but they are, you know, religiously, uh, researched and stuff. Not like us at all. And, um, yeah. but, uh, I was telling them like, I was like, yeah, like we'll do this as long as we feel like it. And we'll do it when we feel like it. Cause it costs us virtually nothing to do this. So, you know, fuck it. We'll just we'll just play it by ear. I mean, my operating costs are the beers, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna use the chances are I'm gonna have those already. So. Oh yeah, I was gonna be drinking regardless, and I was probably gonna be uh, arguing with somebody I kind of sort of know on the internet about how dumb Donald Trump was. Why not record it, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Um, the polls. Uh, I want to just list these off because we're gonna uh, loop back around to these. But Donald Trump did get a little bit of a bump after he was acquitted, and of course we'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, Gallup, 49.50, that's the highest he's ever been in, since he's been president. He's never gotten above 46, so now at 49. That's not much of a bump, though. No, 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 no. It was it was a, excuse me, it was a five-point bump. He was at 44 before. We both burped at the same time, by the uh, way. That was, that was pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah. I that's can smell happens, it. So what happens when you pound beers while you're trying to talk. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, he was at 44 right before they, um, did it, uh, after the impeachment, they took one of the polling, you can look it up, he was at 44, and then the next time they did it, he was at 49. Now, of course, that could drop the next time they do it, back to 43 or something, who knows, he's done a lot of dumb shit since then. Um, 538 has him at 43.9, uh, negative, he's negative there, so it's negative 1 in Gallup, negative 7 and. 538, he's still negative 7 in real clear politics. So he's he's underwater in all of these. That's not really going anywhere. If you look at the state polls, the ones that we talked about before, the, that, the six that he flipped from Obama, uh, Wisconsin negative 10, Michigan negative 12, Pennsylvania negative 2, um, Iowa negative 9, Ohio negative 1, Florida negative 1, uh, New Hampshire negative 12. I, I hear that he, they're, the Republican Party is trying to make like a push to New Hampshire since there's uh, a large conservative base, but I, yeah. I, I don't see it. Whatever. Um, Arizona negative. Arizona and North Carolina are the same two things. Everybody's thinking the Democrats will flip those, but it's negative one, negative one. So he's underwater in the three that he flipped from Obama that surprised everybody. And the battleground states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Florida, uh, he's he's underwater, but it's close, which makes sense. Like as we get further on, we'll you know let it get closer. But like it's not. He has not, like, cashed out on, on um, impeachment, and we'll talk about that why. So uh, we've got to talk about this. It happened a while ago, but we have to bring it up. Donald Trump was acquitted on the 5th. Uh, I don't think either you nor I were surprised by that. No, I honestly I, – I mean, I honestly didn't even follow the, the air quotes trial any more than I did the House hearings because both the things you go, okay, the House is going to impeach him, and then the Senate's going to tell the House to go fuck themselves, and then he's going to start doing dumb shit again. And right. it was horrible because I lost like a week and a half of decent news and podcasts because that's all anyone was fucking talking about. 
I want and then I, the news to talk about who is banging who and who. Oh, I miss those days, yeah. man. Who is the family values conservative who's got caught having a little bit of sex with somebody who's pretty much a dude? And, yep. uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff, that, that's news to me. That's um, always fun. Yeah. So uh, Donald Trump was acquitted on the 5th, um, completely expected by all of us. Um, I was kind of expecting that they would vote for witnesses just so we could hear Bolton burn him to the ground, and then they'd vote to acquit anyway. But um, it really did kind of put a hitch in their giddy-up when they wanted to say that it was a bipartisan, um, complete uh, 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 acquittal. Oh, what's the wrong word for it? Exoneration, excuse me. Yeah. A complete exoneration. He was acquitted and completely exonerated. Um, Mitt Romney fucked that way up by being the first um, first uh, person ever in the history of the United States to vote against his uh, party for an impeachment. So Mitt Romney voted uh, to uh, convict on abuse of power but not obstruction of Congress. Um, every, everybody else voted party lines. And, of course, Donald Trump was acquitted. Um Right after that, Mitt Romney, I don't know who caught this, uh, I pay attention to CPAC because it's just bonkers every year. But uh, uh, Mitt Romney was uninvited from CPAC after he voted to com- convict. And then Matt Schlapp, um, the uh, chair of CPAC, and he's also uh, the villain from Dance Mob, um, he said that he, and this is a quote, would fear for Romney's safety at CPAC if he were to attend. Ha! <laughs> Now, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. First of all, uh, first things first, we got to, uh, first of all, wait a minute. I thought the left were violent. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah. I yeah. Thought, what, no, no, what, no. Are, are you telling me all these conservatives are, are going to act out irrationally? They're not going to, they're not going to work with logic and they're going to, they're going to go under emotion. Um, and, uh, first of all, uh, Mitt Romney would have a security detail if he went there and I would watch the vid- YouTube video of the security detail for Mitt Romney just monkey stomping little Shapiro wannabes uh, until the sun winked out. That's what I would do. Just over and over again. It'd be like that scene in Gladiator where he just whips everybody ass in that first that first batch, that first match. So, that happened and I think you and I both knew that was going to happen. Uh, then comes the revenge. Have you been following this shit? Ah, uh, no, he fired he fired what's his name? So, he fired Lieutenant Vindman. Vindman, that's Vindman. it. Fired Venman for. Um, I always want to say Vakeman. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> say, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he fired he, Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. He's a national treasure. Um, but no, he 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 fired Lieutenant Colonel um, Alexander Venman, and he even fired his brother, who was also yeah, a Lieutenant Colonel. That. that was who, as far as I understand, had nothing to had do with absolutely it. nothing to do. <laughs> he with just it. related. Yeah, I, oh, the only thing I can think of is Trump was afraid he'd see him, and since they're twins, he'd be like, I hate that guy too. That guy sucks. <laughs> that guy sucks. And so I don't um, know which one I need. I thought he didn't know right. which one it was. Oh, he yeah, got yeah, fired yeah. both of them. Yeah. We just shit cans them both to be sure, right? Yeah. All right, let's make sure. Um, well, but the, here's the other thing. Vindman's um, a goddamn Purple Heart recipient. He was, you know, mm-hmm. he served army in uh, the armed forces. Um, he was frog marched out of the goddamn White House with a security detail. As if he was going to take all the staplers on his way out or something. <laughs> I mean, this was like, this is those a are like ten thousand dollar piece staplers. Right. Though, I mean, this is a legitimate national, you know, war hero, and that yeah, it was just fucking stupid. It was just like you would expect um, Trump to act, right? Um, yeah. Then uh, Sondland, the dude who paid uh, was like over a million dollars to the Trump um, inaugural fund. It. Uh, 
he got booted to um, the GOP was actually uh, upset about that one. They sent a bunch of apparently everybody's were running around trying to get Trump to go back on that one because um, he's a big donor to the GOP and they didn't want yeah. him. Yeah, they didn't want him, uh, you know, closing that wallet. But he got shit canned. And then, of course, uh, Ambassador Ivanovich, she left a while, uh, several months ago. But yeah, so they, they're going through. Um, Alex Jones is just basically beating himself off every day about this. He's calling it the Red Storm. He's really trying to brand that. He's calling it the Red Storm. He says Trump has um, cleared out hundreds of never-Trumpers and people who are not loyal to him. Um, if you would like to do a quick Google, you would know that that's complete horseshit. Yeah. He's fired, like, a handful of people. But but here's the funny thing. He's like, Alex Jones and people like him love to talk about liberty, but they're not going to say shit about what Trump does. Because what they really want to do is they want to live under a dictatorship. But they're pretty sure that the their class of people, you know, white conservatives, would be pretty okay under that type of dictatorship. So they're totally... Oh, yeah. You know, they don't give a shit. And so Alex Jones is basically walking around with an eternal chubby right now. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm a liberty patriot. Like, no, no, no. You just want to make sure that, you know, straight white men like yourself are the ones that are in power when we do finally, you know, round everybody up and execute the people we don't like. Which he has been talking about on the show the last couple of days. He's like, we should just kill all the deep state. Like, how's that Oh, going? wow. Yeah, how's that work out again, buddy? Who's the deep state? Oh, every, everyone. It seems like it's everyone they don't agree with. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, Alex Jones has a list, and it's the most ridiculous list you ever hear of. He's like, well, we got to kill Obama, we got to kill Hillary Clinton. He's like, please, please, God, advocate for killing a, a living past president. I want to I see... The video. You think they took down Roger Stone pretty hard, who we're going to talk about next. I can't wait to see the video of fucking Alex Jones getting fucking curb stomped by the uh, Secret Service. He wouldn't get out of it, though, because he doesn't really have money to give to anybody anymore. Like, he's he's not a popular guy outside of his circles. He is... Well, actually, Too toxic. Actually, it's funny you bring that up. He is making probably money hand over fist right now, because like any shithead grifter... He has leaned into this coronavirus thing with. Oh, I didn't think he's, 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 he's probably selling like some sort of silver solution or uh, you know antivirus know. underwear. Yeah, he's selling this. Uh, he's selling a silver solution and a silver wound gel. That yeah. uh, he says that the silver solution, which is an immune gargle, has been proven to kill the SARS family of viruses, and the coronavirus falls under that family. Um, none of which I believe is true. But he says it, and he's selling it. The other thing he's pushing real hard is uh, survival food, so that when we're under quarantine and the police state really does kick in, you have your own food. It's insurance you can eat, Shay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny, too, because, like, guys like him bug me because, you know, I actually have uh, – it's it's not, like, a crazy bit, but I have – uh, every now and then I'll just buy a big pack of, like, the the Mountain House freeze-dried meals. And I, so I, I realistically, if I have to stay in my house and can't go to the store, I've probably got about a month's worth of food. And then also, uh, not every now and then I come home and I'm drunk and I want freeze-dried biscuits and gravy. There you go, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I love that shit. And, you know, if, if money wasn't an option, I would oh. I would actually have a ball just pissing away ten grand on just survival gadgets and food. Oh, dude. That'd yeah. be one of the first things I did if I won the lottery. I'd buy like a five-year supply of freeze-dried food and just store it somewhere, yeah. and then just and you know then I could trade it for drugs and antibiotics, you know, fun drugs and antibiotics <laughs> when we're in Mad Brain Max drugs. times. 
Yeah, <laughs> recreational drugs and antibiotics when we're in Mad Max times. Right, right. And then we can set up, you know, the, the Woods compound at, at an yep, yep. undisclosed location between our two, uh, you know, current living places, and, you know, we'll have fun. Um, you could brew beer in the Mad Max times, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, you just I need the look, ingredients. I've looked that up. I've even looked up, like, what national fungus is and yeast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My man, yeah. I mean, it was like one of those things. I'll make toilet wine if I have to. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was sitting there and, like, I was waiting for some machine to pump up or pump down. I was like, and uh, The Walking Dead was on for a season, and I was like, I wonder how it would make beer and zombie apocalypse. And I was like, yeah, so I looked up. Yeah, there's all kinds of, like, natural yeast you can can harvest and and use to make beer. You just got to get the, uh, I don't know where I'm going to get, like, apricot flavoring, but I don't know. We might have to start light and just, you know, it'll just be, you know, the survivor's reserve and it won't yeah, taste yeah. good, but it'll fucking, <laughs> there you go. There, now there's a gimmick for a microbrew. Uh, brew, uh, brew a beer that's only made with the shit you would find in the apocalypse. It could survivor's be the survivor's reserve. reserve. <laughs> People would buy it. Oh, I'm sure you would. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, other than the zombie apocalypse, we need to prepare for uh, basically a complete autocracy. Uh, because Al, uh, not Alex Jones, actually he did interfere in the case as well, but Donald Trump has decided to step both of his fat feet into the Roger Stone case. And this, I, I find, don't understand this. Why wouldn't you just let him go through the part, the system, and then just pardon his ass? Because he's most likely been told by all of his advisors that he can't pardon a person who is convicted for oh, interfering right. in your yeah, yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who have been under the rock, uh, proverbial rock, uh, uh, Roger Stone is a provocateur and InfoWars lackey. Um, he used to host the, um, oh shit, what the fuck, uh, The War Room, the show that comes on right after Alex Jones, hosted yeah. it with uh, Owen Schroer, the cuck slayer, uh, whatever. But he couldn't do that show after he got a gag order, because what Roger Stone did do was commit seven felonies, and he was sentenced for those on November 5th. Um, they included perjury, obstruction of justice, and witness tampering. Um, so he lied to the federal government, he hid um, records from them, and he contacted other witnesses. And one guy, he threatened to kill his uh, service dog, his service animal, uh, if he testified against him and Donald Trump. So he's a uh, fine bit of fuckstick. Um, so then on the 10th of... Is that this week? No, that's last week. On the 10th, DOJ, uh, Department of Justice prosecutors recommended that um, Stone get seven to nine years. Um, on the same day, Trump tweeted that that was totally unfair and it was you know, a bunch of horseshit like Trump always says. Um, that same day, the DOG, DOJ sorry, the DOJ put out a press release saying that they recommended he get far less than seven to nine years. And then later that day, again, Donald Trump uh, congratulated uh, William Barr for uh, handling the situation in the utmost respect. Now they're trying to act like they didn't talk about this. I know. And this was not, uh, you know, fucking around. Uh, it was not the um, inappropriate influence of the executive branch on the Department of Justice. As if anybody fucking believes that. Um, did, I don't know if you saw the Barr interview. Like, later Barr went on to say, like, hey, uh, we didn't talk about this, but I really wish Donald Trump would quit tweeting about this. It makes my job hard. Uh, to yeah, do. trying to act like they're like at butting heads or whatever. Yeah, like what it makes it hard is for you, your you know your uh, you know corruption to be uh, talked about on Twitter it makes it hard for you to do more corruption. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just so it's so funny because it's just so transparent. Because I mean, clearly, because like it is an established thing that uh, him and Stone go way back. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Stone takes credit. Well, so do him and Jeffrey Stone. Epstein, but nobody seems to want to talk about that on the right. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Stone credits uh, likes to credit himself for getting Donald Trump to run. He says he's been trying to do it for you know twenty years and whatever. But um, so right after Trump gets into it, uh, steps into it, he has uh, the four prosecutors that were involved in um, the Stone case. They all quit, and I'm pretty sure all of them. I know two of them just left the Department of Justice entirely. They just quit and left. They said this is bullshit. We're not we're not fucking around with this. This is this is insane. Um, Trump says he never con- uh, contacted Barr about the Stone case, like like I said before. Um, nobody believes that. And then 1,100 ex-Department uh, of Justice officials call for uh, Barr to resign. So we have a lot of Democrats. Basically, all the Democrats calling for him to resign. Um, and then apparently, I don't know if this was a thing, but the Judges Association, they called an emergency meeting. I don't know what that does, but that sounds bad. Oh, yeah, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. That can't be good. Um but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Shay, welcome to the autocracy. Yeah, I mean, you know, yep. that's fine. We're just, we're just lucky we're white dudes. I guess, yeah. Uh, Alex Jones and us, we're going we're gonna to just ride this out real good. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, the question to ask is, what if Obama did this? And the answer is... Oh, be... God, yeah. <laughs> I hate that question because it's such a cop-out kind of, but it's not really because, like, you, yeah, no, if, I'm, if, 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 like, you know... Um, if, if, like, you know, Hillary Clinton had been in, in, in sentenced to something and then Obama stepped in and said, no, that was too harsh of a sentence, they would everybody be flipping their shit out. Well, remember, they wanted, um, they wanted, uh, what's your, oh, man, Suzanne Rice, Susan Rice, um, they wanted her basically executed because she met on the, um, atar- did that tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton. Oh, I do remember that. Who even Democrats like myself, like, y'all, that, that was dumb. Yeah, Come bad timing, bud. Come on, guys. That was like, well. I mean, but then there. again, that's like that's like a long history of like stupid shit. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thanks for that one. Oh yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, kind of the stupid shit. Like, uh, thanks, thanks a lot, uh, Uncle Joe. Uh, Won't you pipe down now and uh, go away? But um, so yeah, so that happened, and I don't know. I mean, if Obama did this, the answer would be tyranny. That's the you know. Yeah. You know, they would say something probably racist, and. You know, say something about lynching him. It'd be great. Burn an F or something. Yeah. Oh, it's so well, but yeah, I guess I guess we're gonna see. Um, funny thing is, is one one of the things I keep seeing, and I don't know if it's true or not. Is like, so the ju- the DOG, DOG, I don't know why I don't want to call it the DOG, um, the dog. Uh, it's not right. Yep, the DOJ sentencing um, recommendations. You know, they go through a lot of hands. Uh, the directors of different departments. When one of them's going to come up that's like uh, as high profile as, say, Roger Stone. Like, they go through a lot of people. They don't just, like, spit this shit out and be like, oh, whatever. Um, So they knew this was going to happen, and so Barr clearly intervened. But from what I understand, it's like the judge doesn't have to go by it. Like, she can still give him eight years and be like, fuck off. Pardon him then. Yeah, well, that's what I'll say, because he hasn't been sentenced yet, right? No, no, he's supposed to be No, 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 they've just said, hey, this is a recommendation, and then... Now that would be fun if the judge is like, "Go fuck yourself." If I was the judge, and it's a, uh, I, I don't, it's a female, it's a woman. I don't know what her name is off the top of my head. I didn't look it up because honestly, I'm, you know, the less we bring her name in it, the the better. But um, I mean, Trump has tweeted at the judge. He also found out the head, uh, the foreman of the jury's name. He's tweeted at and about her. 
Let me like, ask you a question, Justin. Do you think it would be cool and they would totally not say anything if there was a high-profile case and you and I were tweeting shit at the judge about changing the verdict? Like, I feel like that's one of those things where, like, it, it's mainly him getting away with it because he's the president. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, well, he, he it's noticed because he's the president. Yeah. And also, since he does it out in the open, people don't know how to deal with it. Like, this is the whole problem with the Russia investigation and the quid pro, pro quo with... Um, <laughs> yeah, I did it. What about it? And it's basically like that. What are you going like to yeah, like, do about like, it? The president of the United States... Basically has intimidated witnesses live on Twitter, and everybody's just like, "Man, that's fucked up." But if he were to send it in an email, like yeah. that he tried to hide from us, then it would be a scandal. And it's like, how the fuck do these two things operate in the same universe? Just because Donald Trump is functionally illiterate and can only use Twitter, okay, I, it's it's it is it's fine, baffling. Yeah. It's baffling how that works out. But yeah, so yeah, no, Donald Trump's doing all this stuff. Open the air, and if I was the, if I was the judge, and as soon as this broke, and as soon as the D- Department of Justice got involved, we're like, well, well, Stone just got eight years. I don't really give a shit what anybody says. He's got eight years right now. Like I'd be sitting at home with a drink in my hand, watching the news, going, well, he got eight years. There you go. Look what he just got eight years. I, I would pick up the remote, bang it against the coffee table, like, up, oh, sentenced. There you go. <laughs> Fuck it. Eight years, uh, dick bag. Yeah. yeah. Eight years. Uh, Done. Huh? Oh, well, it's like set? the 30th. It's like the 30th. 30th. It's, it's like next oh, week. That'll be so fun. Yeah. If that's how that goes down. I don't know what uh, what the judges... I don't know anything about her, the judge or like what her leadings would be or whatever. So that'd be interesting to find out. Well, there's there's talk that she can like kind of call the um, uh, Department of Justice officials who like reneged on their initial estimate because... You give that estimate. You give those estimates for what I'm told. You know, neither Shay or I are you know legal legal beagles or anything, but like there's a point system. Like based on the harshness of the crime, for each crime you're just awarded points, and then they kind of like okay, he's got this many points from prior convictions or prior actions to what he just did now to how he's dealt and the blah blah blah, and then like on that scale they assign a year to it. And so they did that. And so apparently the the judge can call those guys back in and be like, listen, you submitted this this recommendation based on things you said he had done, things that you said he had done in court, things he had said. Now you're saying he didn't do those things or didn't say those things? Yeah. And you, you know, like, so, so, you know, justify you walking back what he did or didn't do. Because, you know, no new evidence has been presented. So, you know, you got to explain yourselves here, bucko. And so that she can do that. Um, what was the other thing? Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what goes down. Um, so Roger Stone gets sentenced, and um, the other one's the Flynn case. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that. Um, Not as much, no. I've I've honestly kept kind of a low head with this stuff because it raises my blood pressure a lot. So, <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm I don't I don't want to be worried about a double coronary at 34. So it's been a, I've unsubbed from a lot of like political feeds the last like week. Yeah, well, uh, the Flint case... Mainly because I got tired of everybody bitching about Iowa, but anyway. Yeah, well, uh, we, we, we can talk about that, but it's... Uh, it's uh, Both the Flynn and the Stone cases, kind of like the Manafort case, they were all found guilty of shit they did. Like, Roger Stone was convicted of all seven counts um, by a jury of his peers. They yeah. will try to pin it on us. Since we did it, they will succeed! Exactly. Dale Dribble knows when he's caught, he's caught. Um... 
Or Rusty Shackelford, if you prefer. If you're nasty. Yes. Uh, so, and, and, um, uh, is, is it General Flynn or Colonel? I think it's General. General Flynn. Uh, yeah. Um, he pled guilty to perjury, to lying to Congress. And yeah. he got himself a new lawyer, and she has, she's crazy at it. Oh, man. She's, she goes on Fox News all the time, and she is, uh, in my opinion, I think she's a QAnon kind of person. She yeah. just won't say it on Fox News because he got new lawyers, and this one woman was her, his new lawyer. I, for, I forget her name, but you, could, you she'll be on Sean Hannity tonight, or she'll be sometime this week. It's amazing. But, you know, she's always on, and the second he got that new lawyer who goes on Fox News constantly, they immediately wanted his, uh, his guilty plea uh, thrown out, and they wanted a new trial, and they were, she was talking about suing all the people who were involved in the trial for, you know, prosecutorial misconduct or some shit. Like, it's a complete snow job. You know, it's a complete snow job. And they're just going to do that because, like, the only people that listen to him are the people on Fox News. People like you and I read the story and go, well, that's horse shit. Yeah. Like, that's complete horse shit. Yeah, you, most of the time you can read this and go, well, that's either not true or there's a spin to that. What's oh, going yeah. on here? Yeah. Yeah. I have so many people. I, I, I guess I need to reshare that thing. You know that, um, like the media source triangle, where yeah. like at the very top in the center is all the real factual stuff, and then as you go bo- down, down to the left or down to the right, it becomes less and less factual and more and more opinion. I got a lot of friends that share opinion pieces. Like, see, told you. It's like that's one dick do from the Daily Caller that says this. Like, uh, dude, I get. You know, the thing that bugs me about the New York Times is like some of their investigative journalists are incredible, but a lot of their opinion writers oh. are asshats. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just the worst. And it, honestly, most opinion writers are. It's gotten to the point now that I just look at opinion writers as is people pulled from the comment section that are getting a paycheck because it's, it's just, it's fucking like a lot of the New York time. And I had to do it all the time. I have to do that too. It's like, we'll see this is da da da. I'm like, well, yeah, that's an, it, see that part where it says op-ed. That means yeah. opinion editorial, you dick. Yeah. That's, that's not factual. That's this like, I mean, his it's opinion. better written than if I had said it, but it's basically the equivalent to my Facebook feed in terms of, you know, how legitimate it is. It's just what this guy thinks. Right. Right. And, and, um, a lot of those opinion pieces are, um, completely made up scenarios yeah. of, of them talking about themselves. Like a lot of the really great ones are like, so I took my housekeeper out to a restaurant uh, to thank her for, you know, on her birthday. And I took her to this bistro and a lot of the things were in uh, French and she felt uncomfortable because she felt it was a very high class bistro. So I had to order for her because she didn't understand French. I'm like, first of all, none of that happened. And you're just telling the story so you can, get some point of view out there that you think we need to hear and you're using this poor woman as some vehicle and you clearly didn't take her to this bistro you're just making this all up you know like they, they just make up these completely fictitious narratives to, to to give their opinion on the thing like and then i learned that since you know she was here and didn't know french that maybe we should you know be really strict on you know immigration you know whatever point they're trying to make for the week right to get the you know yeah, to get their column inches out there, and it's just horseshit. You're exactly right, but I love it when you're like talking to somebody trying, like they're like, "Well, this is this is da 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 da," and they're like, "Well, yeah, well, you know, citation, motherfucker." Yeah, yeah, citation needed, motherfucker, and they like slap an opinion piece up there. And I'm like, uh, okay, and yeah, that's not what I asked for. <laughs> My opinion is that guy's a dickbag, um, <laughs> and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, all right, cool. yeah. yeah, moving on. Yeah, so that shit's going to happen. Um, 
All right, so the next thing I have on here, and I don't know. All right, where, 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 what time we got going on here? That's eh, 30 minutes. Man, top, top, top quality shit, guys. This is production value. Uh, hey, Through shut the up. Roof. Shut up. At least, at least I restarted so they didn't hear you snot all over the place. That's true. That would have yeah. been a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were trying to start this podcast and Shay just, like, hawks a big loogie. And, well, uh, you know, give a brother a warning. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, if it makes you feel any better, it, it got caught up in my mustache and it was just, there was a situation. All right. Anyway. Yeah. One of the, one of the reasons, uh, so why, one of the reasons we just can't let Trump have a second term is because we're seeing, what we're seeing happening in real time right now. Like, we knew when he got acquitted, it would be bad. Yeah. I didn't think it would get bad this fast. I mean, he was only acquitted on the 5th. Yeah. Was, I mean, that was, uh, um, what, 14 days from, 14 days ago, two weeks ago. And, uh, we're already seeing him just put his big, fat, grubby fingers into, uh, things he shouldn't be fucking with as the president of the United States. So we really need to not let him have a second term. And, uh, I want to get to the thing you shared before that, uh, knock it the fuck off. About yeah. Simmons. So I want to talk about that too, but here, let's talk about this. So the next thing, um, so the reason, the way we get, make sure that Donald Trump doesn't have a second term is we like somebody else. Yeah. And I right don't, now, I, I, I don't care. Like I've said, I will vote for a rusty 50 gallon drum of diarrhea with a face painted on it, uh, over Donald Trump. And, you know, it's, it's, and I really do kind of look at it as, is 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 you know, if you get if the analogy I always use is like, listen, if I cut myself really bad uh, and I'm bleeding out, I have to put a tourniquet on that cut or I'll bleed out and die before I get to the hospital. And we can fix the source of the problem. Getting him out of office is the tourniquet. Like, that's the most important thing to me right now. Like, that's it. Like, right. you're never going to get him out of office and fix the damage he's done and overhaul the healthcare system. But you got to talk about that stuff because you need to get people pumped to vote. Yeah. No. Yeah. And 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 what? Sh- and this is this. Uh, well, we'll skip. We'll skip uh, the Iowa and New Hampshire stuff. I was going to talk about and talk about this real quick. We'll go back to that. But Shay, uh, you shared this on on your Facey Spaces in your my books. Um, uh, Inessential dot com. It's called uh, Knock It the Fuck Off by Brent Simmons, and basically it's a small essay about how Democrats need to get their shit together, and. <clears throat> Whether or not you are, you know, passionate about one or many of the candidates, the the sheer um, urgency that we need to replace Trump should override all that. Uh, I'm quoting here, you know, I have a favorite, a second, and a third choice, and so do you, and ours might not match. Odds, odds are your favorite is not going to be the nominee, and that nominee, whoever it is, needs to... Uh, needs to not have already been labeled garbage candidate by you and anyone else whose favorite he is or she isn't. Here's the thing. We're fighting to stop the spread of white, right-wing extremism. It will get so much worse if Trump is reelected. It has to be stopped now. No other issues because nothing else is can be done um, without doing this. Um, I don't care about any wonderful liberal or progressive policies um, our candidates propose because they're not going to get them through. Uh, it's not going to. It's it's not like it would take 60 Democratic senators or would take more like 65, even more. And it's not going to happen. We can elect the most wonderful progressive uh, person ever, and they'll just beat their head against a wall. There's no magic coming. There's no amount of will uh, will of the people that will um, move Republican centers. All that policy talk is just that fantasy. And my favorite line here is like, our job is to stop American, um, stop fascism in America right now. And that's the point. Like, like, whatever goes on, whatever your favorite candidate is, whatever 
whoever you think um, about Bernie Sanders or Amy Klobuchar or, you know, if you were in the Yang gang and are butthurt that he, uh, you know, got out after, you know, placing, what, sixth in Iowa or whatever. Like, yeah. you have to stay in it and we have to elect somebody who is not Trump or we're just going to we're just going to eat shovelfuls of this shit for another four years. I mean, if you think he's acting irresponsible now, imagine what he would do after if he won a second term. I mean, he would just make fucking Ivanka Secretary of State. Yep. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, yeah, it's just one of the. I get into. I've got a real a friend of mine who is like hardcore Bernie Sanders, and he gets mad at me because I make fun of him because he's just as much a part of the cult of celebrity oh, uh, yeah. uh, for Sanders that people that are super into like like. They don't wear, they don't have Sanders hats, but those they're just as intense as the MAGA guys. And like every time Bernie Sanders does something he like, he'll throw ten or twenty dollars at the campaign, which is fine. Right. But like he got super pissed at me because he's like, "Who's your favorite candidate?" And I mean, I like Bernie Sanders, but the way I've explained it is, honestly, if, if I had, if I could make any one of those people president, my personal pick is Warren. I think Bernie Sanders could win the election, but Warren would get more done as president. But those yes. are two to- – and it makes me so angry because people are acting like those are the same thing, and they're fucking not. Like, realistically, I'm more worried about who can get Trump out of office. Once they get him out of office, do whatever you can because you're basically going to spend the next four years putting out fucking fires. That's all also, they're going to do. And also, whoever we elect is going to be a socialist. It's going to be that communist. doesn't matter it what does, they do. It does. If they, if, they fuck, <laughs> dude, if they fucking nominate Joe Biden, he's still going to get called a socialist and a communist. People need to understand that it just doesn't fucking matter who wins. No. On the Democratic side, all of those same arguments are going to get thrown at them. It's just with so many candidates in the ring, they have you know the 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 ones calling themselves socialists are getting shit for it. Um, but then the people talking shit about it really show they don't understand the difference between when Bernie Sanders says he's a socialist Democrat versus a socialist. Those are two different fucking things. But you know, I saw a pretty one of the funny memes I've seen float up was like comparing all the different types of socialism there are, and the American socialism was just not letting people die when they get sick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. What it's like having a decent wage, owning a house, and not dying when you break your leg and get sick. Yeah, well, and a lot of a lot of these arguments are so stupid and and thin. Like I saw somebody post, there's a meme going around. It's Bernie Sanders from you know maybe 20 years ago, and he and the quote is like, I don't mind when people call me a communist, and like that's that's the meme. Like that's all it says, and people like all of, all the MAGA chuds are sharing that, and I commented on a couple of them. And I was like, um, uh, that. I, I also don't mind if people call me a communist. And they're like, oh, so that wouldn't bother you? I was like, no, it wouldn't no. bother me because I'm not a communist. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it's... The thing that always it always makes you laugh is that line from uh, Roadhouse when he's like, when uh, Patrick Swayze is explaining how, you know, you'll be nice until I tell you not to be nice. And one of the guys is like, what if they call my mama a whore? And he's like, is she? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's that's the mentality you gotta take out of. Like, if they want to make up some kind of dumbass argument, you don't have to engage. Yeah, no, you don't, and you don't I, have to engage. Yeah. And this this idea that, and it makes me so fucking mad. Of like, well, my candidate's the good guy, and everyone else is literally Hitler. Like, the idea that only the guy you're rooting for is good is like, oh, it makes me so fucking mad. It's like, to the point where I have to walk away because, like, you know. I've gotten these like really hardcore Warren and Sanders supporters, and he even know a few hardcore Biden supporters, which is weird considering where I live. But um, and they're just like, well, they're you know like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, 
if he's not the nominee. I was like, what you're going to do is vote or I'm going to kick you in the throat because if you yeah. don't vote, you're just voting for Donald Trump. Like, that's all that means. Like, don't. And I, I've, I, there's been a couple people I'm like, if I find out you didn't vote, I'm not going to ever speak to you again. Like, then I will blame you for this. Like, because it will be your fault in a sense. Like, I, that shit makes me so mad. You know, I, like I said, just get him out of here. That's all I fucking care about right now. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to deal with uh, being called um, socialist, um, communist. We're also going to have to deal with the fact that the national, excuse me, the national debt is the highest it's ever been. Uh, yeah. Nobody gave a shit about that for the last three years. Um, now, I, do you yeah. want to? How much you want to bet that we, if if a Democrat wins this run or a socialist or whatever, the Republicans are immediately going to start bitching about the, the deficit again? Right. They will. They kind of. Very much the way uh, Paul Ryan did under eight years of Obama, and then sh- promptly shut the fuck up when Donald Trump was elected. There, well, and got I mean, it I, yeah, I think most people understand what when they say we don't want to raise the deficit, they mean we don't want to raise the deficit paying for shit we don't like. That's all that means. Yeah, yeah, like they want to buy more bombs and more F-35s, uh, even though they don't. Nobody wants them. And uh, the liberal progressive side of that equation was like, hey, maybe we should give everybody the barest minimum of a safety net and health care so that, like you said, uh, they don't break their leg and die or go bankrupt because they broke their leg. Yeah, it's – yeah. It, I mean, yeah, I, I just – the whole the, – the fact that people are worried about – it makes me mad that people base their voting decisions on what – the GOP is going to say about the candidate because it doesn't matter if you clone Ronald Reagan and ran him against Trump, they'd still say he was a socialist. They call him a pussy. Yeah, um, yeah they would. They call him a pussy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I think is hilarious is um, so many of the of my Republican friends want to wade in and tell me what they think about the Democratic candidates, and I'm like, cool, fuck off. Like, yeah, you're, are you well, going to vote? You're not going to vote for any of them. So why do I care about your? Uh, yeah, that's the point. Like, like that's the funny thing is like you want uh, you want the Democratic Party, you want my party, to pick somebody that you're comfortable with, but we don't share any of the same fucking political values. How does that make sense? No. You just you're you're saying that the Democrats need to pick somebody that's more moderate, so maybe they can steal some of Trump's voters, but he's not. They're not going to do that. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Is like, I, like I, I still don't, don't understand the logic of saying, like, running a moderate candidate against an extreme, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Oh my to God, me, Jay. it doesn't I, make any sense at all. I know I live in a weird headspace where I watch and listen to probably more conservative media than conservatives do because yeah. I need to know what the hell they say. When Bernie Han- Sanders won the Iowa caucus and then won New Hampshire, and we'll talk about why I just say flat out he won both of them, uh, in a minute, but um, after he won the Iowa caucus and then had a one uh, one New Hampshire and you know MSNBCs over there chewing their face off trying to say that well Pete Buttigieg did really well he almost edged out Bernie Sanders, which is a funny way of saying he lost. Um, but you know so that that was happening on MSNBC because they really don't want to admit that uh, Bernie Sanders is is the clear front runner because he's not playing the game they are um, on Fox News. They are having a very weird schizophrenic moment where uh, they alternate segments of calling Bernie Sanders the front runner and then calling him crazy Bernie and like he's going to give away everything for free. And then talking about like Laura Ingram did this and she's literally that. I, I mean, she, she literally said it and I can't believe that like they didn't just cut to a, a green screen or whatever and be like, you can't say that because she said like. The Democratic Party really needs to, all the people like 
uh, Biden needs to get out so all the people can consolidate against one anti-Bernie candidate or he's going to win the nomination. And she then she, in the next breath, says, I said the same thing about Trump. I told the Republicans, if you don't coalesce around one candidate to oppose Trump, he will walk away with the nomination. And he walked into South Carolina like a juggernaut and then never lost. And I was like, did you just fucking call Bernie Sanders the same as Donald Trump in that they're going to run away with the candidacy? But then on the other flip side of the coin, they're like, well, he's not electable because he's uh, an outsider. Who the fuck that's, is sitting in the White House? That's what I, I hate. Nobody, yeah. nobody making these arguments is paying any attention to the last, like, didn't, you know, they didn't apparently watch the election last time. Like, it's so fucking, it's so fucking, happen. That, show, that shit is we so infuriating it. for that exact reason, because it's like, man, come on. Um, you've clearly not understood that. And I'll point, I'll point this out, too. I still, and this is a very basic uh, 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 understanding of things, but I do honestly believe that the reason they are making such a big deal of Bernie Sanders is because everybody, like, because they, he scares people because he could win. And that, that's the thing. Like, Well, he, you, scares, he scares both the Republican and the Democratic establishments because he wants to dismantle the thing that they use to pay each other back money for yeah. no reason. So, um, so let's use that as a transition into, like, you know, so we talked about why we can't let Trump have a second term. It'll be horrible. Talk about, you know, talk about that, that, that nice piece from uh, Mr. Uh, Simmons. Um, and so let's, let's look at this. So uh, Sanders won Iowa. I can say that because he won the popular uh, vote, forty-six thousand more votes. Hold on, let me, let me bring it up here. Uh, so, um, just a just a quick recap for everybody who hasn't been paying attention. Um, Iowa is 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 dumb. It's very dumb. The caucus process is very dumb, and it gets worse. It, get, it just gets worse from there. So you show up at your caucus. And you have what's called an initial uh, like sorting, where you say, I'm here for Bernie, or I'm here for Pete Buttigieg, or I'm here for Lewis Warren. And then you go to your different uh, sections of a gymnasium, and then they start counting people. So they count everybody in the room, so they have an initial head count. And then they have a um, that initial, they call it round one, you know, the initial, initial uh, round one count. Uh, I thought there was a different name for it. Whatever. So they do an initial count, and so everybody gets in their corners. You count all the people. You got a head count for the room. You got a count for each candidate. And if one candidate doesn't get up to fifteen percent, they're what they're not viable in that caucus. Okay. So then, let's just say it's Elizabeth Warren in one place. She's got doesn't have enough people to be fifteen. So then those people have to go somewhere else, or just uh, I think they can not caucus, but they got to go somewhere else, right? Elizabeth Warren is not viable, so then they shift to a Sanders or a Buttigieg or, or what have you, right? And then you do a second count, and then that's what that and that's how you decide who won that that caucus. So uh, initially, Bernie Sanders started out the Iowa caucus with forty-two thousand seven hundred twenty-eight votes to Pete Buttigieg's thirty-six thousand six hundred eleven votes. Okay, then when they did the the second you know re-upping or whatever, Bernie Sanders got uh, forty-five. 45,896 votes to Pete Buttigieg's 43,316 votes. So Pete Buttigieg got, yeah, about 2,500 less votes than Bernie Sanders. I call that a win for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. The way that Iowa assigns the delegates is they give the delegates to um, 
they apparently, this is my understanding, if you guys have a different uh, reasoning here, let me know. Um, they then, they weight the more rural counties or precincts in Iowa differently than they rate the urban ones. So at the end of it, uh, they have a, um, this is what they call the state delegate equivalents. So like they do some kind of weird dumb math and Pete Buttigieg yeah. got 564 votes to Bernie Sanders 562, which at the end of the day means that I think Pete Buttigieg got 23 delegates to Bernie Sanders, or, or 13 to Bernie Sanders 12. So even though Bernie Sanders got, you know, 2,500 more votes than Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg got one more delegate out of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how dumb that is. And to, to hammer this point uh, to you a little bit more, I would like to point out that in 2012, Ron Paul, so this is the 2012 uh, election where Mitt Romney was the eventual candidate. Um, I would like to point out to everybody who was like trying to burn Mitt Romney in effigy, a lot of those people voted for him in 2012. They thought he they was sure a great did. leader then. Yeah, they thought he was a great leader then. Uh, and now they're like, oh, he's just an opportunist. Oh, whatever I said. I had one, one buddy... Um, he like posted a bunch of shit about Mitt Romney and like how he was complete political hack. I was like, uh, who did you vote for in 2012? He was like, I didn't vote. I was like, well, maybe you should have. I don't know. Yeah. Should always vote. Well, honestly, once you say I didn't vote, your opinion is null and void. Like yeah, you don't get to have an opinion. Like fuck off. You know that's you know, it's it's just, yeah that that's one of the things. It's like when someone tells me uh, it's right up there in hypocrisy with like someone telling me Shay, you need to eat better as they smoke a fucking cigarette. Like kiss my ass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so in 2012, uh, Rick Santorum, uh, won the popular vote for the Republican Iowa caucus. He got 29,839 votes. Ron, uh, Ron Paul, I want to say Rand just by habit, but Ron Paul, Rand Paul's dad, got 26,000 votes. So he got, uh, almost 4,000 votes less than, uh, Rick Santorum who came in first. Uh, the delegate count at the end of the night, Ron Paul got 22 delegates. Mitt Romney got five, and Rick Santorum got none. Yeah. No, uh, the whole Iowa thing is it, – it, honestly, I think the thing that makes me so mad about it is and, – and I, I think I said this the day I was like, remember, Justin, if your candidate doesn't win, it's rigged, and everyone that's not him is Hitler. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. the entire reason Iowa fell apart was because it was very poorly planned. Like, they were hiring caucus managers the day before the caucus – there oh, yeah. were uh, there were reports of, of caucus managers uploading and registering for the app as they were sorting because they had never used it. And I think oh, nobody yeah. knew they were going to use it until like two weeks before. So it was not tested, which is ridiculous. I mean, it was just a fucking shit show. I mean, right. yeah, I, it, yeah, it's not a conspiracy. It's a, it, it, the only conspiracy is how fucking stupid the people running the thing are. Well, and he and and that's true. That's true. That's why that's why both the Republican and Democratic parties, I feel, are afraid of a Bernie Sanders uh, presidency because he would just toss all that stuff out because the app that they used in Iowa was made by um, Shadow Incorporated. AKA Holy sh crap! You talk about picking a company with bad optics for a oh, name. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's like it was in the last Bumblebee movie when John Cena's character is like, "Yo, they're called Decepticons. The word deception is in the name. Does that not bother anybody?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so movie, fucking good. Like, I'm sure it has, but it's it's probably just a coincidence. But like, I just I'm so mad. Like, you know, like they they pick that, and an intern leans in and goes, 
Are you sure? Are you sure we should pick Shadow? Shut up! Shut up! Don't just shut up! Just don't say anything. Like Shadow oh. Ink sounds like shut up. They could have called it Fraud Ultra Incorporated, and I wouldn't really give a shit. No. The funny thing is, is that the person who um, was in charge of that, um, it's like it's like a shell game. So like the DNC hired Shadow. Now they know that Shadow is probably incompetent because that company was only created months before the Iowa caucuses. But that's okay because when the D, they, when the DNC shit cans whoever picked Shadow, that guy knows that Shadow Incorporated is going to hire them on because they know that they're incompetent too. So it's just shell game of money they keep passing around, in the in, through this you know these quote unquote liberal elites. Um, uh, Chris Hayes wrote a great book. It's called Twilight Twilight of the Elites. You know, everybody keeps talking about the elite class and how we have got to watch out for them and you know you know make sure they you know got to bring them down because they're too powerful. But if they're so powerful and so smart, why do they keep fucking up? You know, goddamn everything. You know. You know, the, the elites were the ones handling the mortgage crisis. That worked out great, you know. The elites were the ones handling the invasion of Iraq and all that stuff. Like, he just has all these examples where the people that, you know, always tell you they're the smartest ones in the room walk into the room and then fuck it up royally and then walk out and be like, man, I don't know what happened in that room, but it's fucked. It's fucked. Somebody um, take care of that. I'll, <laughs> where's my helicopter? I'm out. <laughs> that, that room's fucked. Where's, um, I'm going to my island. Fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm going to my island. Yeah, so, so you got that happening in the Iowa caucuses, which was great. I, I'm Honestly, I'm really happy about it, because this means that the, the Iowa caucuses put a shotgun in their mouth and blew their goddamn brains out on yep. national TV, and we don't have to do this stupid shit anymore. They can have a... Uh, I mean, what they're doing with the Iowa caucuses is essentially, um, uh, what is it, uh, choice ranking? You know, if your candidate doesn't it isn't viable, then your vote yeah. goes to yep. your, your Next, second yeah. pick. Yeah. Do so it. Basically... They're basically doing that in real time in the most dumb way possible. So we could just, yeah, just do it. Just do that. Yeah, just just rewrite it so that everybody comes in with a, a, a punch card or, you know, you write it and you scribble on it and then you, you feed it in. You get a paper copy. It'll be great. Nobody will care. Um, actually, the people who will care are Iowa because nobody gives a shit about Iowa unless they go first and do it with these, these caucuses. Yeah. If the Iowa State Fair next year has 200,000 people and not a million... I'm not going to lose a minute of sleep about it. You know, eat your own deep-fried shoes or whatever the hell you're doing. Not my problem. You don't have to fuck up my presidential election. Yeah. Just because you want some attention. I just, um, I after having caucused since 2016, I'm so glad I've got my ballot here. And I'm just going to fill the bubble in, drop it in the box, and fucking forget about it. Oh, yeah. I, my, my polling place is uh, two blocks away. It's literally on my way to the uh, grocery store slash liquor store. Um it's always staffed by the nicest little old ladies, and um, I still don't like that I have to show my ID because I know why that's a thing. Yeah. Um, if, in case you don't know, voter ID is not to protect the vote. Uh, there is no voter fraud in the United States. There is no widespread voter fraud. Um, your all-caps uncle is going to send you a bunch of stories that I guarantee you boil down to one guy voted twice in one election, and he got caught, or some woman, and that's it. So uh, any voter ID law is meant to marginalize and keep poor and minorities from voting. Well, Justin, you clearly have not paid attention to the fleet of buses the deep state have with cloaking technology that move in and out of cities without ever being seen. Yeah. Well, uh, we could do a whole podcast on how stupid voter fraud is and how dumb the people on Facebook are that uh, go for it, but whatever. 
Um, so after winning Iowa, Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire. He is now the clear front runner. He's up in double digits, I believe. I think he's got a 20-point lead in Nevada now. Um, Jesus. And uh, we talked about this before. We were kind of surprised that Pete Buttigieg did as well as he did in, in Iowa because he had really thrown, um, kind of basically thrown um, everything against the wall in Iowa because if he could have won Iowa, that splash would have carried him through the next couple of uh, – You know, summers. honestly, I think it would it might have even helped him if the results just came out like they were supposed to and he yeah. was and he did the exact Dude. same – because it, it, now now with all the hubbub about it, nobody gives a shit about Iowa, and it totally took the steam out of his sails, or wind out of his sails. Um, but, uh, steam's wind. Steam's wind, yeah, that's what works. It's um, hot wind. Yeah, it's hot wind. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's, uh, it'll be interesting well, to see how that plays out. And also, he got a lot of shit for going out and saying he won when there were no results. No, that made him yeah. look real dumb. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, because so, I mean, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that was real stupid. I saw that, I was like, oh. And there was there was like a visible, a palpable, of like both him and the Sanders campaign were trying to figure out a way to to not to go last, so they could be the more accurate of the two. It was really funny. Right. <laughs> but then well, Sanders was like, well, I did have the popular vote, so I'm gonna call well, that yeah. a win. At, yeah. After after a while, uh, Bernie Sanders just big dicked it and was like, listen, I was trying to be polite, but this is how it's gonna go down. Um, so yeah, uh, what was I going to say? No, um, we, we talked about this before and, you know, we, we messaged back and forth about this. Pete Buttigieg was really throwing everything against the wall for Iowa. He was hoping to get a good bounce. Yeah. Like you said, the way the results were handled kind of fizzled everybody's bounce. So going into New Hampshire, he did have good name recognition from doing well in Iowa. So he did a lot better in New Hampshire than anybody thought he would do, but he still lost. Um, but, okay, so he's still out there. Everybody's still talking to him. He's interviewing him. He is a very polished, very well-spoken candidate. Uh, there are uh, Pete Buttigieg platitude generators out there. So if you want to hear him talk about how the shape of the democracy is uh, equal to the, the hypotenuse of a triangle, it's uh, there's, a, there's a generator that will give you that quote and put it on a uh, uh, transparent uh, American flag background for you behind his face. Um, but so he went into New Hampshire, did, did well, and then he's going to go into Nevada and get just trounced. You think, you think Buttigieg will get trounced in Nevada? Yeah. he's. Um, well, yeah, I, mean, I do. I do too. Well, and the problem, it's not that he is a bad candidate. No, it's he's that really he, not. Yeah. It's that he has not spent the time building out the infrastructure that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have. And, and, um. Joe Biden's just, just, I mean, just is hoping the Hail Mary of winning South Carolina can can revive his campaign and give him the cash influx he needs to keep going. But at this point, I mean, there's a 60-40 chance that fucking Bernie Sanders wins South Carolina just because Biden is collapsing. It's, yeah. Like, he just keeps, I mean, the funny thing we haven't mentioned, Shay, is that Donald Trump was impeached for trying to kneecap the guy who came in fucking fifth in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like that is fantastic. I, I, I need to I need to make a very high res copy of the IR results, circle Joe Biden, and send that to Donald Trump every now and then. Yep. But yeah, so uh, what is it? Nevada's Friday, I believe. We're twenty uh, second, I think. Yeah, we're no. recording this on we're recording it's, this on Monday. Yeah, seventeenth. It's, it's a twenty something. Yeah, twenty first. Is that no? Yeah, twenty oh, yeah. second Friday. 
No, it's Saturday, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's okay. So it's Saturday, but um, so that'll be this week, and then that'll be really be the make or break for a lot of the candidates. Uh, Bernie Sanders seems to be pulling ahead uh, nationally now, and we'll just have to see how this this uh, goes down. And so we got uh, New Hampshire. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Nevada, South Carolina, which South Carolina might be rough for a lot of them. I think I think a lot of them might get their nose bloodied if uh, Biden does real well, but I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to see. There's a lot of time between now and then. And then you got Super Tuesday, which is going to be a shit show. Because California is included in Super Tuesday now. Which I always thought it was, but apparently they moved it up, so I don't know. And I have the ballot. I feel like I should know when the Colorado primary is. I want to say March 1st. I know the deadline. March 3rd. I know know the deadline for Illinois to register is like, uh, is in a couple days. It's like the 18th. But ours isn't until later. Like, nobody gives a shit about... I mean, in play, I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it, ours is real late. It's not even a big deal. Rachel Rachel asked me about it. Uh, and I tell her the same thing you were saying. It's like, hey, I really like Elizabeth Warren, but I think Bernie Sand- the um, the structural changes that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are talking about are what needs to happen. Yeah. But, Eliz- but people are hesitant about Elizabeth Warren because a lot of people think she plays too... Uh, too uh, she's too cozy with a lot of the... Financial institutions, even though she's the one that like wants to break yeah. it up. And, no, that, yeah. yeah, I know. Well, the other thing, too, is, is and you'll hear this a lot from the hardcore Bernie supporters, and this bugs the hell out of me, where they'll say, they'll talk about how uh, uh, Warren can't be trusted because she used to vote more conservative. And I'm like, that that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, because, right. yeah, and, it, you know, like, you'll see a lot of memes online that just have her listed as a Republican candidate. And it's like, come on, guys. That's, like, not even remotely accurate or close to true. Okay, well then we have to bring up the fact that a lot of people are talking about how Michael Bloomberg, who was uh, the uh, was it was he the governor of New York? Mayor for two terms. Bloomberg. Well, two of those terms he was a goddamn Republican for, and then switched, oh I know like he gave a speech at the Republican National Convention. I mean, th- this man is not a liberal Democrat. He's not a Democrat. He's not on your side just because he is running right now because he legitimately is afraid of what Bernie Sanders would do to his billionaire class. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's so fucking funny, too, because if you see the arguments of people being like stupid libtards don't know what they're talking about, billionaires don't actually have money, they don't, they're not liquid, they don't just have billions of dollars sitting around, and that's why you shouldn't worry about them. I'm like, well... Yeah, that may technically be true, but that doesn't change the fact that they still fucking – no, they don't have a billion dollars in their pocket because that money's tied up in owning everything that controls right. your life. That's yeah. the point. You shouldn't be able to own – one dude shouldn't be able to own all the companies that run the country. That's ridiculous. Or most of the companies that control your media. Yeah, exactly. That's some bullshit. Yeah, right. Uh, one of the great examples of that is Sinclair Media who has put out a, it's, it's, oh God, it's almost like a fatwa on democracy. They've got these like must run snippets that are amazingly conservative and amazingly pro Trump. And actually you can go to on, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver did a great fucking like, um, conglomeration of them. Uh, remember that part in Wayne's world where it's like, and you tell two friends. Yeah. And they tell two friends. Yep. And so the, the screen keeps breaking up into different squares. Well, John Oliver did that with these must-run uh, Sinclair um, Broadcasting um, uh, skit. Uh, I say skits because I don't think they're true, but whatever. Like these news articles that they're supposed to run, and they're saying they're literally reading off a script about what they should say. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing. So, yeah, there, 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 there's a problem there. 
And, I mean, uh, one of the examples is, I just heard today that uh, Michael Bloomberg made a donation to, um, oh God, let me get this right. I think it was, uh, uh, somebody was running for Congress, and he made a donation to her campaign, and her husband ran a uh, publishing company, and there was a book that w the next time the book was um, was reprinted, Bloomberg had a chapter that was really critical of him cut out of the book. Yeah. Like, that's how that works. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, would anybody really notice that in the grand scheme of, you know, the MAGA hat wearing, uh, you know, chuds? No. But, like, that's the insidious way that these billionaires get into your life and control things that they honestly shouldn't have control over, but you're. But then they're like, "Well, capitalism." Like, all right, well, I guess they're just gonna, yeah. When they, when they when they grind you up to make the uh, soil and green, I guess you'll you'll feel a little bit different about it. Um, okay, last thing we got to talk about before we get off here: Donald Trump went to the Daytona 500. Oh, that's a, man! It. The memes that have come out of this that are that like the one you shared that's like somebody else liked driving a racetrack too, and it's just Hitler yeah. in his car <laughs> waving at everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, what the funny? Th okay, this this this. I thought this was interesting for a lot of reasons. One, because it was not interesting. No. Um, I, I saw a lot of people on Facebook say like, "Hey, love him or hate him, you got to say this is awesome." I'm like, disagree. Uh, I wouldn't give like... two shits if fucking, you know, Bernie Sanders did it. Like, yeah, I don't care about the Daytona 500. Yeah, I give two shits about NASCAR. I give less than that about Donald Trump. The fact that Donald Trump went and did this, I this is a negative uh, interest index for me. But then it got fun because, so everybody's like, you know, MAGA this, MAGA that, USA, USA, USA. Well, Donald Trump did a lap on on the uh, he did a warm up lap with all the cars on the track mm -hmm. uh, in the limo that I just found out they call the beast by the way which we should stop doing that no it it should be you know we've got Air Force One we've got Navy One this should be Army One whatever like na rename the limo that's dumb I I swear to God I thought uh, Donald Trump did that but uh, no apparently that is, I think I've heard that that it's been that for a while yeah it's been that for a while okay so okay. Not Trump's fault, still not good. No. All right. That's fine. Um, so he did the lap. Uh, all the hooting um, all the hooting swine were really happy about it. Uh, then he left before the race started, so he doesn't give a shit about you people. Just wants you to, to cheer for him, wave at him. Then he left. Then it was rained out, which that's funny. And then the chuckle nuts that run Trump's campaign shared and then had to delete a picture of Air Force One you know, like taking I did off see behind, yeah. yeah, taking off behind the bleachers of, of the Daytona 500 from the adjacent airport. At first, I didn't know there was an airport that close to the um, to the the uh, Daytona 500, but apparently there is because the, the picture, the aspect is like like the wings are fucking knocking the hat, the MAGA hats off the guys in the in the top uh, in the nosebleed section. But then they had to delete it because that was a picture of George W. Bush um, leaving from a similar event in 2004. Yeah, that sounds about right. So even when you have the best photo op available, you still fuck it up. Yep. Well, it's funny, too, because it's not really even that good of a photo op because you cannot see Donald Trump. You just see his limousine. Exactly. Because they're ne you're never going to put the president of the United States now in front of that many people without being covered by lots of armor and bulletproof glass. That's just not a fucking thing. 
Um, so that's what's even more fun about it. It's not if he was like hanging out the roof waving a MAGA hat, I'd get it, but you can't even see his fat ass. <laughs> and fat. Um, speaking of his fat ass, I know you have. You saw that picture that the person took where the uh, the White House photos shared it on Twitter, where his hair got blown back and he's yeah, the solid. Ring. How solid is that? It's like, just... you know, for those of you who are longtime listeners to the Woodcast, the Woodscast, um, I, Justin, have what I like to call the Orange Project, where I collect and categorize pictures of Donald Trump where he looks excessively orange and just really dumb. And it's actually harder than you think because people Photoshop way too many of them. Yeah, a lot of so them, they you... correct it. Yeah, so when you see a really good picture of Donald Trump looking really damn orange. You really have to drill down and find out where the picture came from to make sure it was, was yeah. real. But this one was shared directly from the White House Photos uh, Twitter page, and it looked... I mean, it was amazing. It's like he... Oh, God. It's like you put your face in a bowl of Cheeto dust. Yeah. You know, I've seen it go the opposite way, too, though, where you'll see a live feed of him from a rally, and he looks real orange, and then the photos from the rally in the media the next day have his orangeness toned down. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the real-time pictures of him doing a rally, because he gets flustered, I mean, he it's self-tanner, we all know this, yeah. it's self-tanner. Um, multiple people in the White House have said that there is not a tanning bed, um, multiple people have said that there is not a um, spray tan set up in the White House, excuse me, there are too many people that work in the White House for you to keep that secret or somebody to not see it, um, I guess you could do it at Mar-a-Lago. Nah, there's too much security since he's the president. Somebody would notice. But whatever. Um, so the general consensus is it is uh, self-tanner that he rubs on himself. And then a lot of people, then he himself says that he doesn't actually wear makeup. It's just a translucent base to make him look less shiny for, for the cameras. Great. Whatever. That's your thing. But when he goes to a rally and he looks orange and then he gets like worked up, that orange turns way oranger. And the mm-hmm. whiteness behind it turns, I mean, it's it's so, so um, striking. Because, you know, I get home, he's doing a rally. I turn on the TV, I mute it, because I don't really want to hear him. I'm just walking around the house, and every time I walk into the kitchen and, like, make myself another drink or get a beer, I'll unmute it, listen to about 40 seconds. And, like, usually I look up, like, holy shit, he looks really orange today. You know, it's amazing. But, no, he, yeah, he didn't, like you said, he did not stick his head out of that, um, the beast and he just drove around i just uh that was just everything i i hate about this administration right there um okay uh fun stuff have you watched picard no it's fun i don't i don't have a cbs all access and i haven't bothered yet i've been watching preacher and then i watched the october faction on netflix which is really good and the then uh, October Faction. It's about the. It's based on a comic, but it's about a. Uh, a gr- it's you know secret world secret world society of monster hunters, and this family is all tied up in it. And it has a really good twist, a really good ending that's super sad, and uh, it's pretty sweet. It's it's good. Look into it. There's one season on Netflix. Cool. October cool. Faction. Yeah. So it's all. Yeah. It's, it's it starts out. It's got kind of a slow burn, but when it starts out, like a lot of these supernatural theme shows do, is they build up the world. But it's pretty good. Yeah, I watched um, The Witcher, and I really liked The Witcher. I hadn't played any of the games or any of the books, so I went into it cold, 
And I was um, actually surprised how little I knew what the fuck was going on for the longest time. I'm usually, the, you know, like, okay, this is a fantasy thing. This is a, you know, Wizards and Warlocks thing. Or this is a monster thing. Like, you just kind of let it wash over until you know what's going on. But they jump times. And if you're not aware of what's going on in the books or whatever, you're like, where are we now? And you're like, two episodes later, you're like, oh, so that was the past. And this is the now. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, um. All in all, I thought it was a really great show. Uh, it was fun. Um, basically, the thing that carried it was, uh, was it Henry Cavill's his name? As, yeah, Henry uh, Cavill. As uh, Geralt of Rivier. Yeah. The, ga- the games are really good. Um, uh, Witcher 2 and Witcher 3 specifically. Witcher 3 is the re- the one that's the real standout. But it's it's uh, there's, it's there's a it's one of those great like massive-ass open-world RPGs that I've attempted to play multiple times, and I just never kind of... It never clicked with me, but like kind of fizzle out. I mean, it, no, it, it is a quality game. It's just one of those games that it's just I just never like put the hundred hours into it. Um, the combat is fucking sweet though. It's actually got some like you know they don't I know they don't really explain it as much via like actual exposition in the show, but like he's got two swords, one is steel, one is silver, one's for ghosts, one's for not ghosts. And right. then in the game, you can go out and forage and find all these different herbs to make oils to put on the blades that have different effects. And it, it's pretty in-depth. It's really cool. And like when you kill a monster, you can like examine it and get a bunch of shit about the biology of the monster. Because yeah. it's like what he does. It's pretty cool, yeah. So well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I haven't watched the show yet. It's on my list. I was, now I'm bought, now I'm like, three or four episodes into the second season of Preacher and I'm just like, alright, well this is what I'm watching right now because this shit is great. Oh, I, I can't believe you didn't watch that when it was out. I wasn't going to bother. I don't like watching shit if I gotta wait years for it to finish. Fuck that. I'll wait till it's done. Well, see what you gotta do is you gotta have like six or eight things up in the air at any given time. Eh. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I, I did the same thing with Preacher that I did with uh, Game of Thrones which is watch like the first episode and go, oh, okay, this is cool. I'll come back when there's a season or two and then that was five years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I can just go through the whole thing because, honestly, I, after watching the first season, I don't think I would have liked it watching it week to week because the first season's really fucking slow. If you if you but, know if you know where it's going to end up and you know how crazy it's going to be, you're like, get to the fucking point. Where's the saint of killers? Where's the fucking? I don't care about Jesse and their backstory that they made up for the show. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you got to do like the whole soul stealing thing. It's like, yeah. so, like, no, it's, it's know, good. It's Genesis. good. I just the first the first season was because um, the the and then the comic books kind of like that too, but it picks up pretty quick too. But I honestly I haven't read it since I was probably fucking twenty five, so it's been like almost ten years. I I when when preacher came out, I watched like the first couple episodes. I was like, man, because like, I'd read several of the comics, but I hadn't read the whole the whole run. So I sat down and like skimmed all of it. I was like, oh okay, I, I know where this is going. And then as the show got there, I was like, "Oh, this could be good." Yeah, no, and that, that first that first episode and what is it, season two, where the cops get pulled over and the cops talking to him, and his head just splits in two, and you oh, it, yeah. it's the saying of killers, and you're like, "Yeah, he's what he is I, one of my favorite comic book characters." I like I like the um, the uh, in in the preacher world the angels that when yes. they get like when they get off they just, they just pop like, back they just poof back in what, there one of the best scenes so far in this show is uh the scene in uh the hotel room with uh Fior oh, yeah. and uh, uh cassidy and he injects a bunch of heroin into his neck and then he looks alive and you see the flash and he walks out from behind him and he goes okay let's heroin next time <laughs> i was like that's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're just like cooking speedballs and doing drugs all night because they can't die. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're literally trying to figure out what the yeah. edge of uh, the death is for an angel and a vampire. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, in the comics, when you get far enough, that organization kidnaps Cassidy and, like, tortures him. And at one point in the comics, he's literally just a pile of goo in a Petri dish with a thought bubble. And, like, the, the lore in the comics is you can continue to do that, but as long as you can expose one or two cells to human blood, it'll start to regrow. Although, yeah. the more destroyed the vampire is, the more blood it takes to bring him back. Um, it's pretty cool. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... That was that was I I had not read that far into the comics when you in, they introduced Jesse into the show. Yeah. Uh, they introduce him in as a, the bartender in the plane. Yeah. Oh, no, you mean Cassidy? And yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Cassidy. Yeah, because yeah, he throws himself Cassidy. out of the plane and has to kill that cow to grow his body yeah. back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's good shit. It's it's super fun. Um, that's good. You know, fucking The Witcher's good. I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking about The Witcher today. At the gym because I list, uh, 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 my uh, MP3 player was on like random and it caught the toss a coin to your Witcher that song have you heard that song? Well, when we get off here, uh, just to uh, you know uh, Google it and the, so they like they made the song in the show and it's like really catchy and in the show it's sang by an actual bard right like he's got the little the uh, yeah the lute and um, but of course it just lends itself to a metal cover so easily so there's all these guys that are like in a you know in a pitch black room singing into a microphone you know of the you know of the, over the song is so fucking fun um so i heard that i was like man i should rewatch that so which is fun i mean henry cavill like carries that thing um i do recommend uh picard because i watched the first couple uh episodes i think there's uh, this week is the fifth episode of. Eight I wanted. I, I'm, I intentionally have been waiting till there's like three or four, so, uh, yeah, so now I'm gonna so, watch them all. So there's there's four out now. Uh, this Thursday, it's out Thursday. It's released like Thursday morning, you yeah, know, like two a.m. or some bullshit like that. And so um, this Thursday will be the fifth episode. Um, it's super fun. I was really worried because Patrick Stewart is pretty fucking old. Everything I've read about it is they handle that really well. Like he, yeah, that's why I'm more excited about watching it. Well, he's he is retired. Um, yeah, well, he's like he's 98 or 99 in the show, right? Right. He's. Yeah. It, I mean, of course, it's the it's back. You know, this is this is Star Trek. They can scan your shit for whatever and take it out, transport it out of your whatever they want to. Um, but uh, initially, I was pretty uh kind of, i was kind of hesitant because you know patrick stewart is old um he looked kind of frail in the show and they 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 kind of lean into that because saying he's not in his 90s in the show um but then he gets like angry about something and stands up and it's like total fucking picard in somebody's face because yeah. they won't give him a and i was like oh we're here all right we're back all right we're good you know and um the whole thing is really fun it's about um i don't want to hear it i don't care well, it's it's all about synthetics. I, I, what did I just say, Justin? I don't want to oh. hear it. I'll watch the damn show. Well, you hadn't watched it since, so up oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Um. So no, it's super fun and it's really good and it's really well done and they've got a lot of throwbacks and and uh, I haven't seen all of the cameos yet because of course we're we're not done with the first season. I will say that I am kind of worried that the first season is going like they're going to be some big reveal in episode eight. And then we're just going to, like, episode, uh, season two is going to be where the shit really, really gets down, right? Like, like we had one whole season of build-up to, like, all right, this is our, our new Star Trek world now in the future. Like, whatever. But they're going to fuck with me here. Uh, they're going to tease me along. So, yeah. No, it's good. It's it's super good. 
Um, better than I expected. Do you ever watch Alter Carbon? Oh, yeah, that's good. I have not. I know the second season just dropped, and I have not seen any of that either. I don't think that drops until the 27th. Uh, whatever, it's this month. Yeah, it's this month. But no, that's super good. Uh, for those of you who haven't, it's a series of books that I downloaded. I haven't read yet. But in the future, uh, people have learned uh, to replace one of your upper vertebrae with a, uh, a carbon copy of a vertebrae that holds your consciousness. And as long as that vertebrae isn't destroyed when you die, you can be reinserted into another body. Sweet. And so, yeah, so it follows uh, a man who was killed a couple hundred years ago. He's brought back to, like, solve another guy's murder. But the guy's alive. So, like... They brought him back. He just can't remember why he was killed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, it's really cool. Like, yeah, they, they play those little time games. And um, it's super... It's That's a great show. The books have been on my list of, like, things to dip back into. But, yeah. Uh, Ultra Conference, great. Did you uh, happen to catch the Harley Quinn uh, Birds of Prey? No. I haven't bothered with that yet. It's good. Rachel and I saw it. Super fun. The fight choreography is amazing. Like they didn't fuck around. Yeah, that's what I've so, read. I just have, I just have, I haven't I haven't yeah. all the I haven't bothered to go see it yet because I've just been doing other shit when I get off work. But I'll see it. Even, I'll see it before it's out of theaters. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, despite what the incels say about it, it's a uh, it's a good flick. Um, and last but not least, have you seen the announcement for the new Netflix He Man series? Who all is going to be the voice actors? Yeah. No. No, I haven't seen. It. I mean, I don't really give a shit about He Man. Truth be told, I never watched it growing up. Like, that was that was before my time, and I've never been super into He Man. Uh, well, Mark Hamill's going to be Skeletor. I, I did see that. I did see yeah. that. And I remember. I remember reading a headline that was Kevin like, Con- like, "Yo, Kevin this has got a good cast." Yeah. Kevin Conroy's in it. Yeah. I mean, they got like. Uh, I mean. Is it a uh, is it a Henry Netflix Rollins. series or a who's yeah. see I I am really suspicious because dude their animated series the animation is usually fucking garbage like other than like Castlevania most of them look like shit um you know all the CG anime stuff they've done from that well, one I, studio I, looks like shit it's I real low frame like, I, I know you don't like the CGI animated mix you never have like that fucking hate yeah it. you never never yeah never been a fan of that but yeah Castlevania looks amazing. Um, this is going to be animated, uh, Kevin's, uh, is that Kevin Smith? Am I saying that wrong? Mall Rats? That's Kevin Smith, yeah. Kevin Smith. So Kevin Smith is, uh, you know, is helming this project. He's got, you know, like I said, Mark, uh, Mark Hamill, you got fucking Henry Rollins, you've got Kevin Con, uh, it's not Conroy. The original Batman. Adventures of He-Man. I mean, you can't, like... There are a lot of good voice actors in there that you already know. Yeah. It's amazing. So, I mean, if they just animate it and have at least a halfway decent writer on there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I won't watch it. I just, um, I, Did I you just, ever watch I was the 2000- never, it was okay. It's not that great. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Which one, the two thousand one? Yeah, yeah. I like that it goes more into the story, like Skeletor, and it's it's got it pulls a little bit more from the comic books and stuff. That uh, the comic it, books, uh, are, yeah, the comic books are sweet. Um, that's that's. Uh, I think that's DC. I think DC has. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. DC has the human now. So no, they're, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Um, all right. Anything else, Shay? 
Uh, uh, no, sir. That's about it for me. Uh, I well, I, I bought the Resident Evil 2 remake for my PlayStation 4 because uh, Redbox was selling games. That shit's real spooky. <laughs> it's real spooky. Like it's it's been a while since I played a game. And like, well, I'm not going in that room. Fuck you, dude. Like, mm, nah. Um, uh, fear was like that for me. The first yeah. fear when you got that little girl running around. Yeah. And I'm home alone. All the lights are out. And then like some girl runs past the room and screams. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, lights on. Uh, lights on. Yep. And especially now because I always play games with 7.1 headphones, so it's like even worse. Yeah, you hear something run behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Pat, 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 pat. Nope. All right, that's that's fucked. Get my lights, turn to, lights on, get my gun. Yeah, to, this. to this day, I remember when I was reading through It, when I was like 14, I was sitting downstairs in our recliner, and I had all the lights on downstairs. Dad got up to go downstairs to get a drink. He gets a, he gets a glass of water. Comes at me. Bitches that all the lights are on. Turns them all off. Goes back upstairs. I read another chapter of It. I get up. I turn all the lights back on. Yeah. yeah. If any, I wish I could have just like handed him ten dollars. Like, hey, this one's on me. Just uh, leave all the lights on, please. Yep. So there's ghosts here now. There's ghosts now everywhere. I always tell Jim, I was like, you can smell ghosts, right? Yeah, yeah. Jim can smell ghosts. He can at least yeah. he can at least see and see, hear. I bet he could smell them too and hear them. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this up. Um, like I say all the time, and uh, and I always mean it. Uh, Shay and I enjoy the shit out of doing this. Hope you enjoy listening. Uh, you could find us anywhere you should be able to find all of your podcasts. Uh, got any questions? Shoot us an email at uh, woodscast1776 at gmail.com. And we are on the Facebook and the Twitter. Both of those are at woodscast1776. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll do this as much as we can. And uh, we'll do it when we can. And that's uh, I guess that's the only promise I can make. Yep, and you'll like if we it. Ever, if we ever stop doing it, we'll tell everybody, so you don't have to worry about it. But, um, but then probably know. not say anything when we decide to do it again. Oh, yeah. yeah then yeah, just yeah, put yeah. up a we'll, new one, yeah. We'll just put up a new one. But uh, anyway, we, uh, remember that uh, Captain Hydra says, seize the means of production. <laughs> yes. Seize them. Seize them. <laughs>